Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Old School on a Wednesday again. Uh, 7 o'clock tip at PBA. The ladies take on Penn State. Uh, I'm going down there to meet some folks, give a little little chit-chat, a little, little talk. Cheer. A little, little, little spirit, put a little love in the room uh, down at PBA, and then hang out there for a bit. And I want to thank the listeners and fans and family who, who know where I sit. They stop by and fist bump and pat us on the back. And uh, you guys are the best and greatly appreciate it because it is it – is, Really cool to build the ticket family up to the point where people reach out. They go out of their way right. to say something kind right. and nice, um, and it's awesome. And I love seeing you guys at the games, and I'll be there tonight, and you'll see me. Um, come on up, give me a fist bump, say what's up. Please do. It is not an intrusion. That's why I sit off by myself. You folks get the, right. <laughs> where you can do what you do. Austin, like uh, D- Dave, uh, David was there last night. And he was flying through the concourse, and I was he, he gonna do, wave at him. I was he, like, "He do look like a fat, like a speedwalker." Oh, he was—he had yeah. it moving. Yeah. Like I was like, "Wait a minute, there's a crowd," and he was separating. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna let he you." Like I'm plastic like, man, yeah, that, that little body of his. In, in yeah, first. we weren't gonna stop. So through through all of what we were talking, what we we're discussing, is with a new coaching staff, and some of the members being new in this space, with a roster that in truth, was not top tier for Big Ten Conference. Fair? Is that a fair statement? The one they have now? or yeah, what? the one that we have now. Have? Well, we don't know yet because it's Well, the, 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 reta- the returning players that we know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 obviously it's not Ohio State, but, you know, you're losing, you're losing a lot. I mean, I think I would say this, losing Houseman, losing Garrett Nelson, not wanting to bring back Colton Feast is a huge – they're – Three huge losses. It's a deficit. It's like, a, yeah, it's three huge losses. It's a deficit. So the but work, it doesn't mean that other guys can't step up. Right. And in that space, getting coaches who and assistants who can recruit right. is important. You need people with contacts and people that sure. who have coached in other spaces that, quite frankly, one of my values to, 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 to being in Lincoln is that I've coached in other places. So when players come up, <laughs> yeah. You know, you might be able to sh- talk them into the space. And sure, yeah, if you get it, yeah, get in front of them, yeah. Right? I mean, it has got to be important. all hands on deck. I wouldn't, you know, was, everybody talks about the young coaches, right? If I'm a coach, I'm, there's not a contact, a person that I would not approach or see if, I, if there's a way that I could forge some sort of relationship in order to help this help me be successful sooner than later in this job. Um, you know, I think this this roster won't be set. You know, ideally, you can really judge them in like in year three. You know, I think the roster potentially that you can start forecasting things won't really be set until after spring ball, I think, or whenever that second like uh, transfer second portal. Phase second phase of – Second transfer yeah. portal. Um, but, again, like I said, in, you know, the wet blanket, I'm not comparing Matt, Mike Tomlin to Matt Rule. What I'm comparing is the standard, right? The worst-case scenario for Pittsburgh is – you have to find a way to manufacture nine wins because the standard is always have a winning record. It's no different. When I was a little poop butt rookie and I ran out there for the very first time 
and Ted Washington didn't say, hey, Jake, nice to see you. I'm glad you're out here playing. <laughs> he turned around and said, don't F up. <laughs> Get to I, work. And he said, I'm going to make it easy on you. Make plays. So, and, and you know what that was? Because we were the number one defense that year. I think we were three before or five the year before, number one, and then the number three and seven after that. The standard didn't change, you know. And that doesn't mean that you look at it as a black and white thing and not taking other, you know, uh, factors into it but it's it is what it is i'll tell you what what one of one of these coaches that we both know dom caper said that when i was i was in dc when i got the call to come to charlotte because they had they just had the expansion team uh they were trying to bring programming down there and somebody said there's a guy in dc that we can get right give him a good offer he'll come down he'll do the show they had already done all the work but they needed somebody to come in ready to do the job and we get down there and in the space. And when you meet Dom Capers for the first time, the first thing is the intensity. Yeah. yeah like, they're, that, like, I, they, they're very, like all coaches have, like, an energy field around them. Yeah, Dom ain't playing no game. Dom games. has a grown – like, I was afraid he was going to shake me to the point where I had his hair paint. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, Why you do Dom well, like that, man? <laughs> well, on, man? Tell the family secrets. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, Dom was sprayed on back yeah, in the day, yeah, baby. Yeah, he, um, he still is right now. Yeah. <laughs> but he, Dom said a thing to me. And then how I knew that it was correct and that it mattered was, he says, it's good to have you down here. You're going to be good for Charlotte. You're going to be good for the, the for Carolina NFL. That's what he the way he described it was NFL Carolina. He says, are you happy to be here? And I said, absolutely. Yeah. And he grabbed my hand, and I'm telling you, it was like my arm went stone because he said, good, now never be happy again. Never be happy that you're here again. Get to work. Get to work. And every time I saw Coach Capers, like I would ask him to come on the show or, hey, I'm going to get – I need Kevin Green for the show this week. Okay. Are you happy? <laughs> And I knew that was the reset. Right. That was him saying, we still got work to do. We still got work to do. And so that's how I always think of when when, when coaches come in and say, this is the place. I'm, I need to get to work. It's good that you're here. I'm glad you want to be here. But now yeah. is when you earn your money. Right. You got your money before you got here. Now you got to earn it. And it's every day constantly right yeah and that's what I, I mean we're saying the same thing and uh i love dom i used to, we used to call him the cobra because it looks like he ain't doing number arm curls and lap pull downs and uh vascular yeah he's vascular he ripped up for capers. older dude and, uh, <laughs> but you know he kind of you know he he said that you know his like you said his energy set the edge he's definitely about that work um but also he you know he has a passion for uh you know getting the best out of you too and 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 putting forth and doing things the right way and it takes a unique person for dom to take over you know unideal situations you know with the panthers and the houston texans but i think with matt rule this is his best job and best opportunity to really um cement his career i really do this is the biggest job that he's ever had um it's the most pressure it's the most high profile um it's the in a lot of ways, the easiest so-called fix. Um, and so if he does well here, this can really take him up to another stratosphere. 
And with that being said, I expect him to come in and work and be, you know, do the results. Folks will, folks will get mad when I say this. But I wish and hope that Matt Rule coaches his last game here. Yeah. That'd be, and, that'd be and, ideal. And, and I, I don't think it happens. Which is well, there, how, how there are two it? truths how, in the same how, space. How old is right? that rule? How old is he? Fifty something? Yeah. He's still young. Forty seven. Forty seven? Is he? Oh, he's young, so man. He's, I so mean, he's, yeah, yeah, this ain't gonna be his last game. I mean, let's keep it real. Well no I mean his last game gonna be, ain't gonna be here. Don't we that don't, don't, that don't you want mean, don't listen, you want that no. it, he has such no. success. No, because if he look, man, at the end of the day, Matt Rule is a Penn Stater. All right. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, he even mentioned Penn State in his introductory thing, and there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. If it times up that he gets Nebraska back rolling, and Penn State comes, Penn State comes calling. Mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to go take that job. That's your. That's if that's your dream. If, if that's his dream job, and there's nothing wrong with that, as long as when he's done here, that things are in a better place than when he took it over, and we're and we're sustainable, like. Like sustainable, as as uh, Kirby Smart said, he always <laughs> says, and th- then I'm fine with it. He's he is young, he's one year older than me. He ain't gonna be here for no twenty, thirty years. And like, these coaches are coaching for so long, there's no way to even envision it. It's not even might even. But be is big. there is there a job that you would leave Nebraska for? You? No, because I went to Nebraska. That's he, what I'm saying. Like, but, I, but he I, went to Penn State. Yeah, but I want. I can want no, him. I could no no I but, want him to I could, I could be go here so I, could, I, could, I mean there's another I mean I I'm a, and this is also what I'm saying I really don't understand why college coaches can't coach in the pros I really I really can't because here's why if you really about that coaching life you can coach I'm gonna tell you why because pros are easier to coach because all they want you to do is show them and tell them how to win you ain't got to do a deal with their parents you ain't got to blow they they got stuff to do after the job family kids friends chill they don't want to they, they easy coaching while you're here and then once they go to would, deal with school and you let me tell you professors educators them brothers will show up most of 99 percent will show up on time and ready to work the next day mm-hmm. now ideally i will say this a lot of college coaches that go to the pros they're not going to the pittsburgh steelers that they're not going to new england they're not going they're to going Greenland. to the expansion they're going team. to the expansion team they're so they're to the already top of the lottery they're, yeah yeah they're yeah in basketball they're, you're yeah. already taking over the garbage essentially you're showing up and there's like you know there's garbage there that you that you don't have to unpack that you have to unpack that a lot of other teams don't so i think when people look at that that's also i think is this college football in in professional football which i think college football is professional football NFL football's entertainment has never been closer as far as the product and what you see than ever before. It's a people business. Is you got to coach the people first, then learn how to coach football, and then learn how to coach the team. And if you can do that to a magnitude, and then adjust on the fly, and if you don't, whether people want to say Nick Saban and Mike Shashevsky and all those guys were faking it and they don't feel that, listen, let me tell you something. They have adjusted in front of place, so their optics and the perception is there. Would you rather coach in the? Would you rather coach in the NFL or at college? True. Way they giving these college coaches money. I coach in college. 
Well, because you have to, because that means you got to deal with. I, mean, I don't you, care about all that. Your player has to go to class. You yeah, got to make sure they're eligible. You got to follow them around. You got to worry about. They have to. I'm hiring people to do that. I got a seven million dollar job. <laughs> CEO, head coach right. Jay Foreman, Austin. <laughs> you, 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 captain. You, me, and you go check the classes. You just show it. Tell me where there's to go. There's a dorm keeper. Uh, there's a social media I mean, I would, executive. I, mean, I think a, in anywhere would be fine. I think the pressure of. of both, you need a nightclub you manager. Know. You need a yeah, director. <laughs> um, a, I think there's a, there's advantages to both. I mean, because you know, recruiting is hard, and you have to enjoy getting out there and grinding. You don't have to do recruiting in the in the pros, but the pressure is hard. I mean, if you want an example, which Houston Texans is a good example, but not because most organizations don't operate like this. Oh, They've had. Two coaches last a year. That doesn't hardly ever happen. But generally in the NFL, like, you know, look at the Dolphins coach. Just got hired, and if he didn't probably get in the playoffs, people were calling for his job. Mike McCarthy's won 12 games twice, you know, 24 games in two years. If he somehow loses his first playoff game to Tom Brady, he gone. So it's different that way. Now, are you handsomely played? You're handsomely paid in both 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 arenas. So it just kind of depends on whatever your your feel of it is, um, and you know it, you can't blame anybody for any type of job that they're able to do. You you just want every ideally the the scenario is, anytime a coach leaves Nebraska, it's from you know it, it's an upgrade to where they're going or something that they can't turn around or you know or just say I'm coaching here right and say I'm the head coach and we're bowl eligible every year we're winning you know eight nine ten games and say we get to the Big Ten championship and. I don't know, uh, Georgia comes calling or, you know, or, um, you know, the commanders asked me to be their head coach. And then that's probably the only places I leave, you know. But, um, you know, I don't I don't fault any of these coaches doing it. And just like I don't I'm going to get Austin players. here. I'm going to get Austin here. So imagine Austin's play-by-play guy. Right. Basketball. Yeah. Huskers call. Job's yours. You ready? Ready or not, I'm taking it. <laughs> okay. But then you get a phone call from Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> what do you do? Okay, so here, here, here's, Dang, here's where I get some insider info. If I'm doing play-by-play for Nebraska, uh, they're also probably still doing sports nightly. Uh, <laughs> I'm also still doing sports talk radio. Uh, I know uh, so much more about the other programs. I have those connections. Uh, Probably hardest call in my life to turn that down. Turn down the call from Durham. Probably. <laughs> Probably. You ain't turning that down, man. There's zero I shit. have so much more connection here in Lincoln. My wife and I have talked about this. I don't want to move. I, I love here. I love yeah. where I'm from. Yeah. So but you can always as move much back as I, it, I know, but as much as I enjoy Duke basketball, mm. it's Nebraska first. Like, this is home. You know, most places, it, it would be the reverse. Where you go somewhere else, then you get the call to come back home dream job. Dream job for me would be first year. I, I had I had the dream job first, and then everybody else started to call. I went back home and realized, eh, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't what I it wasn't yeah, I now the dream you remember waking it up from. Wasn't, it wasn't. This was not. Uh, this was not George Allen, Joe Gibbs. This was something else. This was not John Thompson. Mm-hmm. This was not Lefty Giselle. It was different. So now I need I need to go and. Then you want to land in a place that's mo- most like what you're comfortable in. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I 
did exactly that. A place that was really good in the 70s and 90s, not so much in 2022. Right. <laughs> and I'm living with it, but that's okay. I'm going to be here. I'm not going anywhere, and I'm going to be here when they turn around in the next cycle because it's cyclical and it's coming. Yeah, it's got to eventually. I'll, I'll be here. Get, I'll be here lesson. for it. We'll throw the break. We'll come back. We'll close that old school. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.